Welcome to WP Tonic Roundtable Podcast, where a panel of leading WordPress junkies discusses the latest WordPress and internet stories of the week. Now, on with the show with your moderator, Jonathan Denwood. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Roundtable show. This is episode 608. We record this every Friday around 8.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, I've got a good panel, an increasing panel. Uh, um, I've got some good stories. I think it's going to be a good show. Before we do get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, I just want to tell you next week we will be recording this a bit later. We will be recording this at around 8.30am and please join us on Facebook and YouTube. Right, I'm going to let the panel quickly introduce themselves and then we'll get on with it. Spencer, would you like to introduce yourself? Spencer Foreman, the beloved target of the Oxygen.com community. (laughs) What a rabid crowd. <laughs> why, did you, why did you have to expose me to that lot? Um, Andrew, Andrew, oh Andrew Palmer, would you like to introduce yourself? Yep, I'm Andrew Palmer. That's it. Right. Um, got the beloved Heather, Heather Wide. Uh, um, would you like to introduce yourself? I am Heather Wilderenzi. I am Renzi. the yeah. I am the digital solutions lead at the Difference Consulting, and I'm the author of Birth of a Unicorn, which just won uh, the uh, award for uh, best entrepreneurship uh, book of 2021 uh, from International Impact, and uh, is a finalist for uh, best entrepreneurship book uh, from the International. Uh, business awards. So two awards one week. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Heather, tweak your, mic, tw- tweak your mic just a tiny bit or hit the auto button because you're overmodulating a little bit. Yeah, I've always overmodulated Heather. So there we go. Um, Vito, Vito, would you like to introduce yourself? Have, have you won any international awards lately, Vito? Yeah, cutest baby on the podcast awards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As, yeah, from the last one, but Heather's uh, Heather won this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, nothing, uh, nothing of this sort. Uh, I'm Vito. I'm the founder of uh, Atarim, which is a platform that helps uh, web agencies and freelancers uh, collaborate with their clients and deliver projects fast. And I've got my beloved friend Sally. Sally, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, certainly, I'm Sally Getch, the WP fangirl, organizer of the East Bay WordPress Meetup, uh, but not very organized. Just right for this show, dude. Uh, um, Sally, can you be, can you pick me up at the airport? I'll be in in about four hours. Can you just, <laughs> oh. I'm coming to see you. Uh, yeah. It might take four hours to get to the airport starting now. From Oakland. <laughs> sure. Very and, I'm, I'm, I'm driving down to the Bay Area tomorrow, actually. Uh, are you really, um, really going to be there? Yeah, I've got a... Oh, buying, we, got, we got to hook up, man. Yeah, right. I'm buying a new car. So, I've, never, I've never seen you in person in 15 years. We All right, I'll, I'll talk to you. We have, I don't think we've ever met, have we? We've never met in person. No. no All these years. All these years. Well, That's most a great coincidence. All right. I'll most, buy of my, most of my friends I ever met. That's a big surprise, isn't it? Uh, um, so, uh, um, on, to, <laughs> on, to, uh, on to the stories. Um, 
yeah, 100-plus million WordPress users' records leak online. And Sally, you pointed out the obvious uh, in our Slack channel, didn't you? Do you want to start off with this and point out what your first remark was? Uh, 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 that I wasn't surprised it was Dreamhost. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, okay, but yes, my first question was, does Dreamhost actually have 800 million uh, uh, customers or does 800 million records mean like uh, tables in, a data, in the database or even um, items in database tables? Um, I guess it's like users inside the website. So they could have like, a, a, you know, a website could have a thousand, fifty thousand users. Right. Yeah. So it says, yeah, it says company for over 1.5 million websites. Uh, it, 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 so 814 million records uh, from theoretically, uh, you know, 1.5 million websites. Well, it's, it's, it's lovely, isn't it, really? I know, I know web posts are the constant attack vector for every scammer on the internet, you know, but it's a little bit worrying. What did you think, Spencer? First of all, it's interesting because I would say that's more of a prospect list. You know, they were probably collecting emails since time began with them. And the other part about it is it is kind of, like, like I don't want to say this to everybody. Is anybody using Chrome and noticed when you use your password saver that it will tell you when certain amounts of your emails and passwords have been compromised? Do you see yeah. that on your browsers? Okay, yeah. so I'm not going to say which people in this group, but there are people in this group, including myself, who've had certain you know throwaway emails and so forth that have shown up on that list. So it just seems to me that you probably ought to have a practice in your own business of rotating at least your passwords, if not the actual sign-ins. And whether you use a password manager or I've often taught this, I, I use a sort of brain algorithm where you have a certain pattern that you use for different sites that you can repeat and remember, but yet it's always unique and it changes. And if you do one or the other of those, then these things are fascinating, but kind of like mundane at this point. Like everybody's gotten their lists compromised. Everybody. It's almost like assume that's the normal, right? I mean, Heather could speak to this probably because the VC world, I'm sure that's like a number one issue when you're building a big, you know, list of clients, right? Have you been compromised, Heather? Uh, yeah. Uh, Evernote, uh, early on, like in 2012, we had a, a breach of 50 million users, um, which was directly related to the LinkedIn and the PlayStation breaches. Um, so like people socially engineered their way into Evernote because people don't change their passwords. So, um, well, it's true. I, I mean, uh, uh, or people use the same password in a lot of places. And this was one of the great things about getting a password manager was I could have it create a long random password. That's, you know, a different one for each site. And I never even had to know what they were. Um, can't recommend one password more, actually. Oh yeah. yeah, no, that's that's my favorite one, and I, I use the online. I mean, the offline version of it, not the online version of it. But yeah, uh, I'm the exactly the same. I, I'm so happy. That it's, you know, obviously, you're much more intelligent than me ever. So every time you, he always use the says same, that. 
But that's not true, Jonathan. You get us all here every week. That that's a different well, that's kind not, of intelligence. That's not a sign of intelligence. You can actually yes, say that's a sign of madness. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, don't don't people uh, traditionally link genius and madness? Uh, I don't know about that. We, we, we will find out, won't we? Uh, um, but, but I mean, just what, one thing. Like, I mean, when you see like 800 million users leaked, I mean, if you count up all of the users that are have been breached, like basically every single person on the web that has ever used an internet account, their their data is has been breached. right somewhere. You have a you have a password or or username or something that was you know just go visit. Have I been pwned? And uh, <laughs> yeah, like every single person that has ever used the internet, like your data is out there. Like, so like, I mean, and that, that doesn't, I mean, it's not just in the US, like it's everywhere, everyone, everywhere, your data has been compromised. So that's why most people don't care anymore. So. Yeah. Andrew, I've got to confess something to you, Andrew. Mm. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I've got an old AOA. Was it AOL, AOL account? And it got compromised. It must be forwarding to one of my real email. I haven't used it in donkey's years. And somebody's hacked it, and they're using it to sign up to all sorts of things that you don't want to know. And I keep getting these emails. And so I went, I attempted uh, to, to have my account deleted with them. They have no email address on their website. They have no content. You have to scour the internet, and the only thing you can find is a, a telephone number. And I'm just kind of, I'm going to leave it till next week because I'm going to have to kind of build up my patience. And I know that this is going to be a similar experience like having a root canal. Uh, um, so <laughs> I thought I'd just tell you that, Andrew. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. because I might have got an email from you via AOL. Yeah. Oh, I, I have I have one better. So, like, I yeah. had an Earthlink account <laughs> from like 1997, and oh I noticed I noticed that like what were you ten? Uh, and I was I was trying to get it canceled because I noticed that like they were charging a card of mine, and <laughs> and I'm like, wait a second, like how. How am I getting charged? Because I obviously didn't have a credit card still from 1997. And and then I tried logging in uh, to this Earthling account and they said, you're not the owner of this account. So I'm like, okay. And it was my ex-boyfriend from like, like before I got married, like to my first husband. I would imagine you've had, I'm not trying to be funny. I think the universe is speaking to you, Heather. Uh, No, 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 but like I still had that, like I'd had that credit card line open back like for 25 years. So the original Amex number was on the account, but they kept charging it every time it renewed, every time it changed numbers, every time, like, and like, the, and somehow Earthlink has been charging Amex for 20 plus years. And you didn't notice? Because it, it's like $4 or something. So of course I didn't notice it. And, and they, so like, I called them up and I was like, well, I'd like to cancel this. And they're like, 
I mean, and, and also like, I didn't like when I figured it out, I was like, well, maybe he's still using the account and I have no way of calling him anyway. But the, but I was like, I can't log in to change it. And they're like, oh, well, you're going to have to contact the owner of the account. And I'm like, well, it's my credit card. I should be able to cancel it. And they're like, oh, you have to contact the owner of the account. So I was like, I just disputed it with Amex and they're like, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they credited me back 20 years of that. Like, you know, Amazon's revenue last year of $5 billion was from mostly people who have old AOL accounts that they're just using for like email. Basically, they just refuse to update it to something modern or free. And it's just like so easy to do. It's surprising. But, uh, it's surprising how far. I, I know somebody who still uses an Earthlink account. Yeah, but they definitely don't want anybody contacting them. You know, in no shape and form. Talk about not have any apart from a, a kind of AOO number. They really don't want anybody communicating with them at all. So right. there, there, there we go. So um, on to the next story. Oh yeah, it's my favourite. Um, it's been replaced. My favourite target for hatred is I've replaced Facebook with Amazon. So uh, <laughs> uh, um, fired by Bolt at Amazon. It's you against the machine. What did you think of this one, Andrew? <laughs> it's just the way it's going to be, right? Because we've got, of, we've got, we've got a couple of articles. I got fired by... Ta- I've never been fired. I was just asked to... Because I'm a contractor, right? So you can't really get the sack. We just said, you know, can we, can we end your... We're going to end your contract after a, a very, <laughs> you know, um, strong conversation with the chief exec and, and just, you know, I got fired by text. But it, it, that's what's the difference? You know, the, the bot, the text, you're going to get fired anyway. But it's all it, sorts it's of gutless, the it's all sorts of immoral, gutless uh, way of well, sacking people. You know, are you really telling me that these massive conglomerates really care about the employees? Come on, get a grip. Nobody cares. You know, you've got 40,000. Well, 100. given the stories we've heard about. Amazon and their employees. We got hundred British Airways employ two hundred thousand people. Right, British Airways employ two hundred thousand people across the world. They 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 they're going to get an email. They're going to get a letter. They, whether it's a bot, but the email has already been written, and then you, you just replace the name. So it's not. There's no difference in being fired by this method. Yeah, I can just see AI. getting the message. Right, dear yeah. first name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're fired. You know, so it's so you know. I'm not. I don't Have really. A happy Monday. You're, you've been liquidated. I don't really care about this because you're going to get fired anyway, and you just have to big up and just grow up and say, right, you know, I'm I'm a number on these people, and and I and and nobody nobody cares in these big conglomerates. They seriously don't give a damn about their employees. And once we get that into our mindset. Then we, you know, we're settled into the fact that we get get fired by bot. What, you know, what? Yeah, okay, I got fired. But whether it was by a real person or a bot, I got fired. I, I need a new job. So well, what? Well, Doctor Evil and his brother have been blast. What's it? They're blasting off in next week, aren't they, or something? Uh, um, am I correct, Heather? The the uh, evil the evil doctor and his brother. They're blasting off next week, aren't they? I wonder. <laughs> well, apparently. Um, uh... I just saw Richard Branson is going into. Oh, he's space going up. He's a, a going few days, a few think, days ahead of of Jeff Bezos. And I'd oh, he's prefer, trying to beat Jeff, isn't he? Right. You know, I'd actually prefer new... that Richard Branson like not go up in a ball of fire. Um, 
Yeah, I can tell you a few stories about him. Uh, um, uh, um, I knew some people that did some business with him, uh, um, and they had to count their fingers after they did it. Uh, um, so, go on, Heather. What do you think of the, you know of of this new of this technology way of increasing your respect from your workforce? <laughs> increasing respect, um, loyalty. No, yeah, no. I mean, honestly, it's it's the way. So Amazon doesn't care about uh, people that work for them. In fact, if you if you calculate it, they're they're going through the amount of available workforce um, so fast that they're going to oh, run out. Really of, they? I wouldn't they were going to yeah. import child labor. No, no but they're going to run out of people like available actual people to work for them within the next five years. But that's okay because all they're trying to do is tune the algorithms for the manual system, I mean, the automatic systems that they're putting into place. So if, if you look right. at the You're patents, really only there to train the robot. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, they're buying all the, the automated systems. They're, they're buying the robots. They're, they're patenting the stuff themselves. I mean, that, that's what they're doing in the other divisions of, of Amazon. So people are only there to train the machines. And those machines are. Be honest, I, I still it's, a, it's, a, it's a little twist on the old, um, you know, you have to uh, uh, train your outsourcing replacements before they replace you. You know, yeah. I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest. I still use them, but I've really cut back how much I buy off those cockroaches, and they are the worst fucking company in America. <laughs> they are, <laughs> you know, and they, their owner is the most evil piece of shit. They've achieved the impossible. They make Walmart look good. You know, freaking Ada. They are but, the but worst fuckers going. You, for, every, for every one of you, there's somebody that is stepping up to take your place. Like I was at um, the UPS store uh, getting something notarized uh, the other day, and the, the guy was. Uh, he was telling me about how the day before he he was just about to close up when a woman was like, oh, oh, I, can you like stay open for a minute? I, I have some returns. And it turned out she had 65 individual returns from, for Amazon. And she because she'd signed up as an Amazon. Got, I think she's got bigger problems than using she, Amazon. She got like for Prime Day, she decided to finally become a Prime member. And so she just started buying everything. What amuses me about Americans is they buy a house with a two-car garage, but they don't put the cars in the garage. They just fill them up with shit. And they have to park their cars outside because they've got it's, so much shit in oh, the garage. So what's in your garage? I, yes, I, I, I learned I have a gym and a hot tub. Uh, no, no crap whatsoever. That's my garage. Uh, yes, I, I learned uh, as soon as I moved to Oakley that you do not keep your car anywhere but the garage because otherwise it gets too hot to get into. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, though. But um, even in Vegas, people keep their cars outside, and I'm like, what the? Why are you doing that? Well, because they've got so much shit from Amazon that they don't need in the fucking garage. That's why. Yes, I mean, <laughs> we do have storage stuff in the garage, quite a bit of it, but but there uh, there is there is space for the car there. Beto's been very quiet about this. What's your views of uh, Beto and his beloved company's way of treating his workforce? 
I'm, I'm going to take the opposite approach from everyone here, I think, on this call. So first of all, I get it uh, that you are, you're hiring uh, millions of people. You got to fire them somewhere, somehow. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like that's just part of the game. Uh, and like Sally was saying... Is that not, is that not the uh, purpose of having a HR department, though, Vito? You know? Uh, yeah, well, you got to, you know, like um, it's, it's all about systemization. So if the HR department is already going to send out canned responses because every response that is being sent out to a fired employee needs to be checked by, uh, by uh, uh, seven dozen uh, lawyers, you know, before it's being sent out, might as well have a template. And if you already have a template, might as well uh, have an AI do it. Why not? What's the difference? So, um, like, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say to you, but uh, I really like, don't. You know, if you're working at this scale, we automate stuff all the time in our businesses, even that small scale. If you're working at that scale and firing people is a bottleneck, then you automate it. But in this yeah, but case, it's, it's, basically, it's basically the guy said that he was fired. Right. I mean, in this case, the point right? is so not so much to, that yeah. the message was automated. What is he, he going to say? He's, he's, he's in the article. What is he going to say? I, I did a horrible job and I'm going to write about this on an article? No, he's going to say they fired me because uh, the, because it's a, it's a machine. Uh, but probably it's not true. Probably he did do something. Or there's a well. It's it's no. well. It does seem, given that what we've heard about their factory operations and their speed requirements and so on, that they have pretty inhuman expectations of what you can do. Well, because uh, as I said um, in my interview with um, Rand last um, week, um, this is all you know. The culture of a company is totally driven, and maybe Heather will remark about this is totally driven by the founder, by the CEO, by the top management. And when when you have the evil doctor <laughs> who founded it, this is just, just well, a no, mirror. On, it's a mindset. It's a mindset. So the guy, that I can't remember his name, but the chief executive of Gravity Payments pays everybody the same wages, right? And he took a, he took a, allegedly took a million-dollar pay cut um, so that everybody could be paid $70,000 a year, right? A living wage. So out of the chief execs now sitting here, because <laughs> there's three of them at least, or four, five, six, why don't we do that? Why don't we do what? Do what, what? What gravity payments are doing, paying everybody what we get paid. Well, they wouldn't work for me because I, I take less than most of the people that work. I'll tell you what, for the last year, one guy one guy in my organization has been paid more than I am. Well, yes, no doubt. Now, that work for no me. Doubt. I'm not yeah, making you, a fortune. You're building an asset forward. But, uh, Spen Spencer, I, Spencer does much better than me. So well, there I'm we go. Uh, uh, <laughs> wait, 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 Jonathan. I can't note on this because I think that this is, you know, like a. Um, well, of course, Heather's in, Heather's in a total different league to me anyway, so I don't even oh. include her. I don't include her in the conversation, but there we go. Jonathan, there. Vito's got a point. Let him finish his point. Oh. Come on. Well, I, I think that uh, um, the, the company, you know, you, you build the people and the people, people build the company. Uh, but Amazon at their scale, so this is, this is a good mindset for what we're doing. Even 100x of what we're doing, that's still a good mindset. 
But Amazon is a completely different animal. You know, they are in a new, in a different realm of reality than where we are uh, in terms of the operations, the logistics, the amount of people involved in executing the simplest task of getting something. I just don't get this. I don't see why this got anything to do with treating people as human beings well, and decent. Well, 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 I, really, I really think this is... I'll a, tell you I've got to be because honest with you, Vito. This is an endless stream of excuses for a crappy company with a crappy attitude towards employees. enormous megacorporation has ever treated the bulk of its employees humanely. I mean, Amazon may be using technology Country. to, there's to, a, there's to a host, bring it to this, this, these, these companies are generally out of America. If you look at the American system and say that nobody is, nobody is entitled to free medical care at the point right. of access, then it's an American issue in my view, right? I'm not saying that there's conglomerates or corporates in the UK, but it's an American mindset. Honestly, I, I could I, not I live in the well, The entire American mindset of of making money is based on slavery. Yeah, well, it's it's Treading shareholder on the, value. Uh, and I'm a socialist, and I wouldn't agree with that one really. But well, there you go. Let, let me add to what Andrew says because I I would lean towards what Vito's saying, but say it's slightly different. The problem that we have here with a few American companies, Amazon's at the top of the list, is they are the the new monopolistic. Hmm. entities let's be honest and so like andrew carnegie and so forth before at the turn of the century the problem is that they get away with it because they put shareholder value over employee rights first but let me twist this a little bit not to sound socialistic just to what andrew just said the reason this system exists is because uh, these capitalistic driven shareholders along with the various people in the politics of Washington, you know, the, the lobbyists and so forth, allow this to happen without it being crushed down. The, here's the counter argument I would have. Rather than saying crush that, you could balance it. You could balance it in America specifically by saying, you know what? If everybody in America changed their mindset for a second, and instead of us assuming that we all have to work at a job that we slave away at to make like, less than minimum wage, and then we can't afford health care, can't afford child care, can't afford to pay teachers. How about these big companies we allow to get away with it because they have to skim off the top to pay for basic living necessities of life so that normal people have health care, normal people have education, normal people have a house, normal people have food. Because you know what's going to happen? Those people sitting around at home are going to spend their basic wage on Amazon anyway. And then the robots can do the job this anyway. Is it. If you pay people the minimum wage more, than, if you pay them 20 bucks an hour, where's that going to go? They're going to be able to That's feed them. Work. They're going to spend saying, their money. It's, I'm it's like a full work. economy. I'm well, that, 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 what you I'm just, saying not well, to well, work. Well, 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 let the robot have that job. Yeah, well, I am. Why make a person work in a factory without taking a urine break when a robot can do it better? But if the company that puts in robots instead of workers pays like an actual tax, by God, Amazon doesn't even pay tax right now for fuck's yeah, sake. Exactly. If they just pay a tax, then they can afford to keep those people not working like this hard earning. This guy, he says, I work 110%. You know what he'd be better at doing? Doing childcare for free or helping old people or planting gardens or doing something for society that's not working in a warehouse for Amazon. 
Like our whole capitalistic mindset is awesome, but it's whacked out at this point that people have to go work at McDonald's to try to just eke out a living when Jeff Bezos can go into space and take a hundred trillion dollars with him and burn it's it crazy. on the way. It's crazy, guys. And it's annoyed. And the and the, the false economy of it is is what's crazy. You pay people more money. They spend more money, which then goes round the economy, right? So it's a, it's an economic thing. And you're saying the pro, the issue that I see, and it is slightly political and slightly simplified, but if the Democrats were in this this country, they would be right of the conservative. So you have two right-wing parties. It's just crazy. And, and I, I can't see a socialist Democrat party. But the point is, is that, that de Democrats are still driven by capitalism. And so that you will never get out of this situation of paying people not enough to live. It's crazy that Walmart make billions of dollars profit a year and then and they won't pay the minimum wage. It's just crazy to me. I don't, I don't, I just don't get it. Same right, as Amazon. Yeah, let's go for our break. And when we come back, I've got some more quest stories. Uh, I'll be back in a few moments, folks. Launch Flows turns your WooCommerce website into a selling machine. We make it easy to create gorgeous sales funnels, no friction checkouts, order bumps, upsells, downsells, and much more. Gain full control over your buyer's journey from the top of your WooCommerce sales funnel all the way to the bottom. Best of all, you can use your favorite page builder, such as Elementor, Divi, Beaver Builder, Gutenberg, or one of the high converting templates we've included inside. Get rid of the clunky WooCommerce shop pages and checkout process in favor of an optimized buyer flow that instantly increases conversions and makes you more money. LaunchFlows provides one-click order bumps that increase the total value of every sale with a 10 to 30% conversion rate. This is perfect for anyone offering complimentary products, training, or extended warranties. With unlimited upsells and downsells, your buyer's journey doesn't need to end at the checkout. Instead, we make it easy to display a series of additional offers as part of the original transaction. This is perfect for one-time offers, related products, mastermind class offers, high-ticket software sales, or subscription supplements. Not an expert? Don't worry. We've got the training and the consultation you need. WP Launchify will teach you how to get the most out of launch flows with personal consultation on WordPress, WooCommerce, marketing automation, and much more. If you want to earn more money with your WooCommerce online business, you owe it to yourself to try launch flows today. We're coming back. It's holiday weekend in America. It's the, the coming, the 4th of July. I managed to rustle up a good panel, though. Um, uh, it took a bit of effort, but uh, um, like I say, we're having, we're having a good discussion. On um, Before I go, I forgot to mention one of my great sponsors in the first half. That's Costos. Uh, um, if you, Costos, uh, um, one day I'll be able to pronounce it correctly. Uh, um, so they're just a fantastic provider if you're looking to get into podcasting, um, you do need somewhere to store your audio files, produce the RS feed and all the other bits and bobs that you need to do correctly to publish your world-beating podcast to the 
to the world. Um, if you're looking to get into podcasting yourself or for a client, I can't recommend them more. Um, I moved to them from a, a previous um, provider. Um, they were half the price. They helped me move over six, almost 900 episodes when I include my other podcast. Um, it was done really flawlessly, and I've just been delighted. They've got a really great interface, a great support team. Their pricing is really attractive. They've got Matt Medeiros as this as the head of marketing and customer experience. So, what more could you ask for? So, go over there, have a look, get into podcasting, and if you do, can you please tell them that you heard about them on the WP Tonic Show? So, let's go on to story three. I've moved to Gutenberg completely. What did you think of this one, Sally? About damn time. I mean, sorry, like, I've been using Gutenberg exclusively for five months. Yeah, so? Um, I've been using Gutenberg exclusively since the beginning of 2019, 2018. Um, <laughs> I, don't know, you're, I don't know what to say to you, Sally, but there we go. You know, some, some, you, you know you've always been eccentric, but there we go. Uh, um, but there, no, I've only got you. Um, oh, I'm definitely eccentric. I'm, I'm not going to argue with you on that one. Yeah, he wants to be boring. It's better to be eccentric, isn't it? Uh, um, God. Um, so, Angie, what did you think of this story? Uh, I think it's. I think it's a good idea because let's you know, love him or loathe him, and I happen to be in the middle of that. I really like him. Um, I've spoken to him a couple of times now, and it's it's. Who, who are you move, talking to for the listeners and Chris, viewers? Chris Lemmer, Chris Lemmer. He's a he's a mover and a shaker. He knows his stuff, you know. I mean, you know, he's he's a an influencer. There's a you know, there's some influence out there that influence out there that think or people say they're influencers. You know, standing next to Chris Lemmer in the WordPress industry, you are not an influencer if you're standing next to Chris Lemmer because Chris Lemmer is like right up there. And, he, you know, he uses things like Nitro CDN or Nitro Pack, whatever, to speed his website. So he gets 100, 100 out of page speed insights. And it's all about speed. He talks about speed um, on his website all the time when you're using WooCommerce stuff. Um, he's, um, you know, head of product at Liquid Web, I think, Nexus and all that kind of stuff. So if he's moving to Gutenberg, he's making a statement and saying, if I can do it, you guys can do it. So if you're a blogger, which he is, he writes a blog. I think as of today, I think he's written 186 blogs this year. So we're halfway through the year. That's about right, isn't it? So every day he's written a blog. So that's I agree with him. I presume he's not writing them all. I presume he's got a team. What do you think? No, he he's, saying, he's genuinely saying, you know, died a chat with him. I said, do you really write them? Well, he said, yeah, I do. But if you look wow. at them, they're not actually that. They're, they're they're sort of once you're in your head, you can write a blog in your in in the bath, you know, and then you put it. It takes you. We can all type pretty fast, so it takes twenty minutes to put a blog together. Twenty minutes out of your day, it's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that we should all look at this and say, do you know what? We've got to start using it, even if yeah, it's just I'm for a blog. I'm definitely looking at my. You know, are we going to move away from Alameda to Gutenberg in the next few months? As well, he's still using a theme. He's using Bloxy, which has got its own blocks yes. as well. And then you've got the, you know, we we talk about Manir Kamala all the time and Extensify. You've got, 
you know, the Gutenberg hub and, and stuff like that. So it's the third, I think the third part. Yes, although most of, most of Chris Lemmon's posts are pretty much just text. Yeah, quite. Yeah, so, but I mean, he so did a video thing like the other day. But necessarily a lot of fancy layout tools for it. I think it's the third party guys that are driving Gutenberg mm. rather than Gutenberg drivers. And that's always been a problem with WordPress, right? You, you'll always agree with me. They, one, they don't have an HR department, which is what we've been talking about, aka Amazon. But And two, they don't seem to have a marketing department. They kind of let the users do that. They spread the news about whatever's going on in WordPress. So, well, you know, there's a tiny volunteer marketing team that that sort of struggling to uh, uh, to to do stuff on behalf of of yeah, WordPress. but they need to be paid, Sally. Come on, they need to. You know, marketing team needs to be paid, and then they'll do a proper job. You know, because it's not up to us to promote the WordPress stuff. Really, it should. It's up to you know, automatic to give some or Word, WordPress to give some money. Well, automatic does just fine job. at promoting WordPress.com. I'm getting, I get marketing emails from them all the time. Well, exactly. How many uh, marketing emails do you get from WordPress? I don't think I've ever had one. So, Heather, you know, you've had a, had to put this, um, you've had a mixed relationship with Gutenberg, haven't you, Heather? You know, are you... Are you coming around to it a bit more? Are you going to be seduced into trying it again, Heather? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and Heather's response to this is over my dead body. No, um, I mean, it's like, so I have a, a new project that we just popped up and um, every time it's like, would you like to use the, the regular WordPress editor or the default WordPress editor, um, which is Gutenberg? Um, we're like, okay, well, let's give it a shot. And then everything gets all dis- like distorted and then we have to go back <laughs> and fix it. And and then uh, we're like, nope, never again. And then we just dis- disable it. Because, I mean, it's like suddenly the pages all disappear. So uh, we're like, no, we just have such terrible, like I have PTSD about Gutenberg, not not happening. That That seems very strange because I've had, Lots of old sites converted over, and nothing has like vanished. Uh, and ninety nine percent of the time, if I take an old post and convert it to blocks, it it just works. So, um, Spencer, I'm not getting this. I'm getting like I'm getting I'm consistently getting this like two stories from various people that I totally respect. I literally get two totally different stories from one group and the other. Those that say, well, it's ready to really rock and roll. You know, you can do all this now, you know. And then I have people like Heather and that that say, oh, I never, it's horrible. Um, It's horrible. You should stop doing it. I mean, I'm certainly not saying Heather should, should like, inflict extra trauma on herself. No, I'm not saying that. Sally, but Spencer, got to inside what's going on. Why you got these these really two totally polar different views about it, haven't you? I'm just puzzled by that, Spencer. You got any yeah. insight? I think so. Um, let me just say that you know, to Sally's credit, that I am starting to warm up to the notion of Gutenberg for certain things, but it's not actually been driven by my feeling that the Gutenberg team is making the headway, but rather other people are. And it's also a reflection of the thing we were joking about when the show began, that as of late, there must have been 77,000 independent page builders that have all cropped up. 
And is somebody who is building a plugin, but also through WP Launchify, trying to tell people, here's the stack of stuff to rely on. There's one advantage that Ella, that uh, Gutenberg has over everything. It's native WordPress. Now, that doesn't mean that it's better right now, but it means that it's the layer below all this other noise that's going on. And again, certain people from certain groups were, were, were sitting on the power lines over my car, dropping poop on it all day long because their plugin or page builder doesn't work with WordPress natively and it breaks stuff. And I'm telling them that's wrong. But even those people were saying, we loved it because it's so fast. And I said, how can you tell me with good conscience or logic that something that's an additional layer on top of core WordPress is faster than core WordPress? So my prediction is as follows. I myself am working with the other tools to try to figure a way that even though, let's say, my LaunchList plugin really favors Elementor, that I can show people this layer of Gutenberg and, and I'm working with Andrew and some other things to just make a series of here, just take this at the base level, ready to go kind of templates. Because for 99% of the world, that's all they need. Now, I also want to say something. I respect Chris. I like Chris. I spoke to him a month and a half ago about why he's blogging every day. And a lot of it has to do with his personal desire to do so and get back in the swing of things. But let's not forget, he, he writes a very simple thing and puts affiliate links in there. So, I mean, he's just not unclear about this. So let's not forget. He says today about this and tomorrow about that and could be opposite ideas. But as long as both of them are affiliates, that's okay. And nobody should disrespect that. That's the concept that a lot of bloggers have built their living on. So I'm just saying his article has a grain of truth in it. But really at the heart of it, this drama is going to unfold of if Gutenberg reaches the, that magical point where Heather and I and other people don't feel like the, the Jenga game is going to collapse onto ourselves or our clients, then I think it will be over. The other page builders will win in their own niches, but you'll still be able to go like, hey, you know what? Like, it's like using classic now, you know, and for nine out of 10 times, I could just use it. So it's not I have to ask Chris to come back on the show, actually. I have to ask him to come on this, actually. He might, he will, I think he's warmed to me a bit more. He did say to me, Jonathan, you ask bloody difficult questions. Yeah. You know, uh, um, but there we go. That is my purpose. I mean, he's got, well, like, that's, that's he's got like five affiliate links in this article, right? I mean, this is all affiliate links. Bloxy and, and Rocket and Generate Blocks. Those are just affiliate links. I mean, and it's not like he's no, saying... It's to defend, well, it, no, you don't have to defend it because I'm not picking on him. I'm simply saying he needs to come up with subject matter to talk about. So, yes, yeah. you know, well, one yeah, supposes well, lots of people are um, sending him uh, potential uh, subject matter because if he writes about them, lots of people are going yeah. to see it. Well, they, well, they will if they if they include but then the green, green notes with the letters. We, we all have problems writing blog posts, right? So if he's going to write a blog post about Bloxy. Then he'll say why I embrace why I embrace Gutenberg because Bloxy is an unbelievably easy. I must thing be. I am right? inundated, and I'm not kidding you. Inundated with people that say they will give me money if if I will post something on the WP Tonic Red, or I will endorse their prod. I literally must have. Five to ten offers per week, and the only ones I take up are those that will sponsor the show, 
And then, and then I've got to actually believe that they're decent people. And but also, you've got the only, only the only, the only, the only, uses. Yeah, the only, the only time where I haven't followed that <laughs> is with Spencer's products. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, um, so uh, sorry, Spencer. I have to have a dig. Uh, um, but, um, but I literally, but when it comes to Chris, it's a bit complicated because he is, you know. He, like you said, Spencer, you're totally right. It's all products that uh, that he's taking money to write about their well, products. That doesn't sound right because I don't want this to come off badly. I am not saying Chris Lemma should not put affiliate links in because we all know that's what he no, does. No, I'm not saying that. Totally being clear that if he had 25 things he could write about, one article is going to be about two or three of those things, but that in general, almost all of them, because why shouldn't he? Are affiliate links? Why shouldn't he do that? No, but I, don't confuse that with the underlying capabilities or logic, because there have been many times when he said something on a Monday that he says the opposite about on a Thursday, and then you know Adam Presser does this. A lot of people who do affiliate marketing do that, and you, and I say to myself, wait a second, pick one of them. But when you're an affiliate marketer, you can't pick one of them. You have to just talk about everything that has an affiliate link. Now, what, the, the, what I was actually going to say, Spencer, is, yeah, it takes, but there's nothing wrong with it. But what anybody that's got credibility in any field, when when they're doing that, it's always a balance. Are, are you, as that individual, you've got to make a judgment call because your, your influence and reputation is really based on on the relationship you have with your audience and it can be it doesn't happen straight away but it's really easy to go down a slippery route where you're not realizing it, it it's hidden I think you just your... have to be clear about it because where yeah. it gets to be a problem is if you're a person that's like a, a consumer affairs review site you have to be sticky clean or squeaky clean, excuse me. Like I don't take money from anybody, right? If you are somebody who is a blogger and you disclose, hey, I get paid for links to whatever, then there's no criticism that should be uh, given to you other than the logical one. I actually agree with this premise of this article, as I said, but I'm saying Chris and some other people who make content in this way, like Adam, will literally confuse and confound me because I'll have people that will come to me and say, I watched Adam's video and he said, use cadence, but then he's working over here with Astra. And then he said, use this thing, but not that thing and this. And it's like, that's not a consumer affairs type of site. That's a talk about right. whatever. And the thing away. is, there are often a number of different good things one could use. So you can find mm. several things that you could endorse in good conscience. Yeah. Yeah, well, understand that it's fine. Yeah, it's but I, but I agree with both of you because, um, in some ways, I totally agree with Spencer. I do find it a little bit irritating when Adam does that, but also then I think about it and, and I agree with Sally and I agree with Adam because you know there isn't one, and because he's got a business relationship with Ash, with Ash it doesn't mean. He can't talk about other themes, does it? What do you it's reckon? Not, it's not that he can't talk about it. The, the thing that I'm getting at, which is a nuance, I suppose, is one of the things I'm trying to achieve in my own goals of WordPress is to help WordPress as a platform become more like every other SaaS platform. 
you don't go to any other SaaS platform and see there's 14 choices for how to do the page building, or there's six choices how to do the e-commerce, or there's 12 choices. WordPress as a platform is so hard for people because they look to these authorities like a Chris or an Adam, and they're mistaking oftentimes the authority of a recommendation on Tuesday as being, oh, you said cadence and cadence blocks is the way to go. But then on Thursday, you talk about using this other plugin or page builder. Which one is it? I'm confused. That's where I think we have a problem that is not their particular thing to solve, but it's an outcropping of their business model, which is I have an audience. I should tell them what to buy on a different day. And it's a different link and it's a different affiliate revenue to me. But it should just I don't be agree with that. happening. I think that it's a matter of uh, because WordPress is uh, like there's so many options to choose from. Um, um, what what these articles do and what these uh, um, uh, influencers do is that they expose you to options. They expose you to this. So every every day or every Friday at the end of the session, we make recommendations mm. of stuff that we like, but we also make recommendations of. Uh, I would recommend Andrew's product because I know Andrew and I would recommend your product, Spence, because I know you. I trust you. I don't know if your solution is the best solution, but I know you. So I, I kind of, uh, a, 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 I would recommend that happily, you know, if someone asks me about funnels and stuff. So that's... Well, it's, easy, but it's, and, uh, even more, it's even more complicated well, than I think, that. Well, I think Spencer's point is valid, but the question is, are people like... Adam and Chris writing for the end user who just wants a solution to use a website or are they writing for the uh, implementer or the developer or the person who's always looking for, okay, I have this thing that works pretty well, but is there something that's better? Adam, I think think the thing that these guys do, they, they, and specifically Chris, and I've been reading his blog every single day. Because and I've got some tips and tricks from it, and I've and I found out about stuff that I didn't know about, like Bloxy, and I bought it, and I like it, and whatever. The point is, is that without the influencers telling us about these products, our choices are limited to a Google search. So what I like about Chris Lemmer above anybody else is that he actually uses the products, right? So that's the most important thing. When I'm looking at affiliate marketer. I'm an affiliate for Vito. I, I very rarely share my affiliate link. I'm just telling people about it. But, you know, the point is, is that if you love a product and you use a product, then having an affiliate link is no crime, right? It's just no, I used to be against affiliate links. You know, they're just a pain in, in the neck to manage and pay affiliate marketers. But if you have a genuine interest in, in promoting your product, you can restrict, I restrict my affiliate marketeers that they must buy my product first. Buy it, not, not give it, here's my product, write about it. Buy it, use it, love it, promote it. That's the key. And, you know, there's a massive promotion going on for Jarvis at the moment, conversion.ai. They've got a whole Facebook group of affiliate marketeers literally earning thousands a month and they've never used it. And it's really annoyed me. I mean, it's just annoying me. They're just promoting it because the affiliate deal is so good, right? So those are the affiliate marketers I don't like, the people that don't use it and just market it for money's sake. 
So, so, if, if you have an here. audience, if you have an audience you, you, like that, uh, that is consisting of hundreds of thousands of people in in some of those cases, or even just a few hundreds, right? Uh, maybe something that is not perfectly right for you is right for someone. I'm not. I'm not saying recommend shit products, uh, but there's just so many good stuff out there. Uh, Just that, use uh, it and love it. it. You know, cool. that's what I'm saying is use it, love it, promote it. That's my mantra around me signing up an affiliate marketer. No, I don't, don't, don't actually like buy my product. I don't necessarily. So, for example, and maybe that I'll make this my recommendation for the day. Uh, there is a tool called the Web Audit uh, by a great guy called Cliff uh, that, uh, that allows people to generate uh, website audits uh, with a click of a button, right? It's like a Chrome extension. And you get like a report that you can send out to cold leads or or prospects that are asking about uh, their website. You do like a website review with a click, right? Um, um, I, I didn't know about this when I was running my agency. I think it's a brilliant idea because we were doing this manually uh, to, some, uh, uh, to kind of close deals and, and to move leads into the right direction. Um, I never got the opportunity to use it because now I don't build websites for clients anymore, but I have an audience of uh, 20,000 agencies and freelancers that do. So what, I'm not going to tell them about this awesome idea that I wish I knew at the time. Yeah. So Heather, what's your whole, you know, actually this conversation's gone in a different direction. That's what I love about this show. Uh, um, um, so what's your, because, you know, you were involved in Evernote and, you you know, you advise other business. What's your whole opinion about influencers and affiliate marketing? Um, I mean, I think especially when a business is starting out, um, it's a really good way to get people to know who you are. Um, and, uh, hey, like I have a thousand free miles of Tesla supercharging because uh, a friend of mine used my referral code when they bought theirs. So there's that. Now, um, the. I, oh, how is the Tesla? It still hasn't come because I wow. have the, like there's a chip shortage and, and uh, wow. Model S's are few and far between right now. Um, but I mean, that's. Oh, so you're rough in it, are you? I know roughing it in my pre is. Uh, yeah. No, we didn't. We didn't need it right away. I feel bad for people that did. But no, as far as as uh, influencers, I think the there's a, a misconception though that like people think that influencers, like every influencer, is Kim Kardashian, and that they're all making billions of dollars. And um, the thing is, like, I am technically an influencer. Uh, like, I get sent I'm products. I'm trying to picture Chris Lemma as Kim Kardashian. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, my whole house is filled well, with... Well, he, he has lost a lot of weight, hasn't he? Yeah, my, my whole house is filled with products that uh, people send for me to, like write, like, write about in my articles, but it's not like I'm getting paid for that. And, and Len, I'm not, I'm not asking people to then go out and buy it. Like they're like literally asking for honest reviews and, and uh, it's, and I don't have affiliate codes for any of this stuff. It's just like, will you do that? And I think that's fine. Like being, being a member of the press, being a journalist, like those are like, influencers and those that's what it's supposed to be the the kid like where kids are getting tricked is thinking like this is this is a career where i'm going to make a lot of money and i've said before like lois lane wasn't rich clark kent 
wasn't rich. <laughs> like you shouldn't be expecting to make a lot of money. Yeah, but doing this. kind of in in British politics, there's this the phrase he's a he or she is a big beast, and that's what Chris Lemmer is in in kind of in that using that British jargon, political jargon. He's a big beast in WordPress. He he's he's um, He's highly intelligent. He's brighter than me. Uh, um, he's made a hell of a lot more money than I've made. Um, but he, but you can be idiot and make a lot yeah. of money. But but he is a really smart guy, and he's a big and beast. He's a big beast in WordPress. So, and the the idea I is- don't think I agree with Heather. I don't think that people make a whole lot of money from this. When when I when we started, I thought that this that the affiliate. Uh, I recommend products that I like that might become like a revenue stream even. Uh, but, uh, you know, quickly realized that this is not the case. Now I recommend out of uh, just love. Out of experience and yeah, just out of love. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing. And that's why, like, I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, and you may have a bad taste in your mouth because like Kim Kardashian is out there like hawking everything, but for most people, like for, for most of the people that are doing this every day, they're out there because they love it and they like, they're recommending, like I will, like I get, like I said, I get sent stuff all the time, but the only things that I will recommend are the things that I actually use and like. And I, I always tell people, I'm like, if you're going to send me something, you're only going to see an article about it. If, if like I incorporate this into my daily use. Yeah. I've got a couple of comments from, i um, got Stephanie joined us, commented and Dan, Dan L he's commented. So, um, Please leave your comments, and if they, you know, if I've got time, I'll read out a couple. But Andrew, do you think I'm a beast in the WordPress community? Well, I think, well, you, you know, how many listens does this stuff get? You know, it gets a few, and we're all willing to, you know, expose ourselves to the uh, the masses and, and who listen to this and think we think, you know, I'm on here because I like you guys. It's it's mm. as simple as that, and I want to be able to. Um, uh, yes, I, I certainly don't inf- assume I influence anyone by being. No, no I don't. I don't. And, but I think I think. Well, actually, I you do actually. Your you know your opinion about things because of your um, long track record of um, running a, a really good uh, um, word group and all your other things you've done, Sandy. You, your influence is quite large to those that are because of you know. So it goes with your track records. It's like Andrew, Andrew, your opinion. It's like Spencer, uh, Vito, you're all very active in the WordPress community in a good way. Um, so yeah, for the benefit of the community, and that's the key. And, and I think even if you are – I've got a very good friend of mine, affiliate marketer, and he makes – honestly, he makes 10000 bucks a month easily on his, on his head. But he he has the same methodologies as Heather, which is fantastic. Is you send me a product if I can put it into my everyday life, and that's really key. If that becomes part of my life hacks, then I'll write about it and I'll promote it, and I'm really happy to do that. He's not a TikTok. He's on TikTok, but he's not a TikTok marketer, and just just goes right, you know, latest life hack because I get fifty percent of the sale or whatever. Doing it for the right reason. There was actually a bit of a Twitter storm the other day, and I won't mention names, but it was somebody against uh, you know quite a big influencer saying and criticizing them and saying that they're only in it for the money, and and that 
you know, after reaching out and everything, kind of understood what they were doing. But the thing is, is that there is a lot of resentment sometimes within our community to other affiliate marketers because they are just perceived to be doing it for the, for the moolah, you know, for the money. And that, but that's their issue because they're not explaining what they're doing properly. You know, if they use the product, love it, promote it, I'm really cool with that. Really but the cool. people that are making $10,000 or more a month on that, that people don't realize that that becomes a full-time job for them to market that much. Like it's, I mean, I, I have little to no marketing on the things that I do. Like even my book, like I, I have like a few mentions here and there, but all, like I have not done any real marketing on it at all yet because I want to have enough um like reviews and stuff first before I market it. And, and like, whereas like, if I was, if I was a, a marketing person, I would have had like, before it came Boom. out, out the yeah. gate. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and like, I would have had, I mean, it would have been at the top of the bestseller lists and, but I'm not trying to sell it because it's not my full-time job. I'm a CTO. <laughs> so like the people that, yeah, I, was, I mean, marketing. there is that, there is that yeah. question. You know, if you're going to make a lot of money from something, you generally have to put work into it. Oh yeah. A and mm. you know, uh, so if you have, uh, uh, you know, only a limited amount of energy, and of course, nobody has infinite uh, energy and, and attention. You have to decide where you're going to put it. And so, you met Vito Pelleg. Yeah, and and I don't mean to knock Kim Kardashian. I mean, nightmare. like, dude, like the fact that she's been like in her non copious amounts of free time going to law school, <laughs> in addition to raising like all of her kids and running a business and going through a divorce, like. Holy balls. <laughs> this is a but there are, there are 24 hours in a day. You know, we have the same amount of time in a day as any of these influencers, as any of these chief execs. And it depends how you plan it. And it's not all about, and I, you know, Vito and I know each other really well. Vito, Vito will know that I like to earn money, but it's not all about the money. It's all about golf. Currently, it's all about looking after my girlfriend with a broken ankle. But, you know, oh, sorry but, to hear that. Sorry to hear that. But, you know, yeah. it's not all about the money. If you can find... Well, yeah, so tell your girlfriend that she's fortunate, because if I broke an ankle, I would have to have someone come stay with me. My husband is is uh, not capable sure. in, yeah, in, the, I get it. in the department of uh, uh, looking after me. I get it. I get it. Yeah, she is very lucky, you know, even though I would play I'm, golf I'm, I'm, I'm very puzzled by that, Sally. Uh, but but the point is, is that uh, if you find a happy medium of where you are in your life, I'll, 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 come, and, I'll, come, and, I'll and come and get out come. there and play golf. I'll come look after you, Sally. There we go. Uh, um, so, uh, um, if he can't, if he can't get off his ass, then yeah. Uh, uh, um, so there we go. Uh, um, I think we ditched the. And I was it was the other story was another dig at Amazon actually. So, but so we dropped that. Uh, um, let's go on. Um, so before we go on to our recommendations of the week, I, I want to talk about a free webinar that I'm doing with the evil genius Spencer. Uh, on the 9th of July. <laughs> He's looking at me. Uh, um, so I'm confused with Jeff Bezos, who has a couple hundred trillion dollars more than I do. So. Yeah, yeah, there we go. But he's, you know, all right. We, yeah. Um, so, Spencer, what are we going to be discussing in well, this great I, webinar? I mean, we're we're going we're gonna to show how to do sales funnels with Gutenberg. 
That's what we're going to do. And you know why we're going to do that? Because of the two things we talked about earlier. Number one, because if you can do this stuff with Gutenberg, everything else is icing on top. And number two is it's to objectively, in my own subjective way, sort of shine the light on the insincere but passionate illogic of people who think that just because something does one thing they want, that that makes it okay to use in an ecosystem like WordPress. I want to show how the less number of things you use, the more core things you use, the better you're going to, the better your results will be. So Spencer, Spencer, how many arrows have you pulled out of your back from the oxygen um, fans this week? I mean, what was interesting is that's like a Groucho Marx answer because, you know, I don't want to belong to any club that will have me. So these people from the particular group are sending me all these comments by ill-informed people. And I broke them all down into like, what exactly are you saying? And the logic is simply this. I, yes or no, does that particular page builder disable the core theme functionality of WordPress? The answer of everybody is yes, it disables it. So I say, your argument is therefore that in order to achieve whatever this thing claims it's achieving for speed, you're willing to break the core functionality of WordPress to get there. And their answer is yes. And I say, that's the end of the conversation. Yes, because but Spencer, you don't have a deep why, why knowledge of oxygen, do you? What, why, wait, what is the video asking? Why does this, um, like, why is this the end of the conversation? Because here's why. I said that the solution for this is if you feel that that page builder has some features that are so awesome, have those authors change the way they do things to bring it back into compliance with what everything else in WordPress does. Because this is like a metaphor of driving on the highway. Sure, it might be cool to build a car that drives backwards on the wrong side of the road because it's awesome and cool and faster. But you're going to kill a lot of people who are relying upon, I'm driving this way along with the rules of the road. Plugins need to rely upon certain functionality, like the core WordPress theme functionality, because it carries with it lots of other mechanics. And if you're trying to say it's okay to get an audience of people and get them all excited about what you're doing, but not really be clear about all the things that they will have to sacrifice or that will break as a result of it, then that's not a good solution even for them. You're being disingenuous. So, you know, WordPress is a framework that we all have to live with. And while you may not like it, you have to at least not break it or disable it. How many times did we talk about the last two months, three months about all those plugins that like did that naughty stuff to the WordPress core? I mean, that's it. Yeah, well, we need we needed to do a bunch of... Uh, um uh, um, compatibility stuff to make it work with oxygen enabled because of yeah. these because of these stuff. Right. You 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 mean you guys? Well, let me yeah. let me. Yeah. Yeah. You guys changed your plugin, yeah, like like uh, WP Funnels did to adapt to their naughtiness. And I'm taking a either a business or a political or a moral stand that says I am not going to change launch flows to comply with you breaking WordPress core because you breaking WordPress core has a hundred other things that I've seen that it will cause bad effects on. Plugins like the events calendar or plugins like the WP affiliate. Other things rely upon that core being in place. And if I bend over to modify my plugin to adapt to you, I'm giving you my tacit approval. And I don't think that's what I want to do. I mean, 
Oh, More power great. to you if you do, but like... Yeah, so um, if you want to comment on uh, Spencer remarks, please go to the WP Tonic Facebook um, group uh, and co- paste your remarks on there. And that would force Spencer to actually contribute more to my to the WP Tonic um, group page, which he promised to do. So there we go. Uh, um, so um, on to our recommendations of the week. Uh, my, mine comes from Chris Lever. This came on my, I think it was from Chris, um, Woo Funnels, um, uh, marketing automation. I, I, I had a little play with it. The only problem with, I've remarked so I, I'm not exactly, it's not exactly a recommendation. It's a bit like Chris, go and have a look at it. Um, but the only concern I had with it, and I've mentioned this before, when you look over the website, there's no information at all about who these people are, where they come from. Um, unlike Spencer, you know, Spencer, all your products, has your name, who you are, I'm amazed at the amount of plugins. They have absolutely no information. Who's behind it? The company? Nothing. And I'm amazed at these people. They get a lot of people buying their plugins and that. I am always a bit disturbed that the person or the company behind it doesn't tell you who they are, where they are, what their track record is, and it should be all on their website for you to look at. But there we go. Um, Andrew, have you got anything you want to recommend? Yep. Um, I'm not sure whether I recommended this form, but this before, but um, it's wsform.com. I saw it on another blog post or another podcast, rather, um, that Paul Lacey uh, is 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 uh, connected with us. I thought Paul Lacey was going to come here today. And it he was. was we had to cancel because uh, he had to prepare himself because... Um, um, he's doing a podcast with Adam, and he said he's such in a nervous state that, um, and they moved it to today that he, he was he was having to take large amounts of whiskey before he actually went on to the podcast mm, yeah. with Adam, which I can imagine actually. Uh, Rob, there we go. But anyway, my recommendation is wsform.com. It is possibly, in my honest opinion, I use it exclusively now it's logic form it's um connects to anything you want it to connect to it's got payment gateways you can build a whole woocommerce shop around it um and it was on this um other other podcast and it was mark uh, westgard taking you through it for an hour and my and i use it i use it every day this form and i my mind was blown by what you can actually achieve with it it's amazing so wsform.com and oh, no affiliate, no affiliate links or affiliation oh, right. or anything at all. I just love it. I think. Well, it's a mate, great please, panel, make sure all your recommendations are put into Slack. It really helps me. So, Spencer, you got anything you want to recommend to the WP Tonic Tribe? Yeah, this is an unusual one for me. Uh, I put a YouTube link in for this new thing called. It's not a consumer product yet. Called Copter Pack. It's essentially a personal version of this new trend. There's 10 companies or more that are making one or two person autonomous taxis, which are basically scaled up versions of those little quadrocopters we all have for radio control. This is a dude wearing a backpack with two of those fans on. And I've seen this before with jets, you know, turbines with gas. But with the electric, this is really 
quite sweet. And I'm not saying it's ready for prime time yet, but it just shows where we're going. When the lithium-ion batteries get good enough and the computers make this stable enough, you're, we're in the Jetsons, baby. I mean, he's just able to go, and that is, you know, just really cool. Your mic's off, Andrew. And, and we're going to oh. see the traffic control nightmare. Put the link in chat. Oh, in the chat here. So uh, what's interesting, though, is I used to be, well, I still do. I'm a pilot, and I used to fly a machine called a trike, which is a microlight in Britain. And it's like a, a hang glider with the carriage, one or two people in an engine. And it's incredibly free and uh, freedom-inducing, but it also high performance. But we used to have these things called ballistic parachute systems, BRSs which if you got into trouble over 300 feet, you know, 600 feet maybe, you could pretty well save your ass. Um, they obviously need <laughs> something like that for these kinds of devices, and I'm sure they're already thinking of it. But I don't feel that we're that far off from the commercial taxi versions of these. There's a company in China right now who's in late-stage approval. And, you know, like in Star Wars or in whatever, you see those rows of taxis going between the buildings. I, I can see that being a very viable thing where they just, you know, let you off, self-charge, then they take you back and forth between buildings or the airport to the building and get you off the road. Or like the go. scooters, you know, like the scooters oh, everywhere. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. Oh, there was, a, uh, there was a, a, a reporter in New York, uh, a very young lady, and she hired, she was, wasn't at work, it was in her free time, her and a couple of friends, she was only like 27. They hired one of those electric scooters. She fell off and she she died. Oh, yeah. no. she, she died. Yeah. It's very sad. Uh, um, I mean, um, you can die from falling off a bike. I, my friend. Yeah, we had a, no, we had a guy last week who died on the scooter, got hit by a car, one of these electric scooters. We actually, we, we've got a strange situation in the UK. Electric scooters, if you drive, if you ride them privately, are illegal. But if you hire one, they're fine. Yeah. And the reasoning behind that is because if you hire one, you're insured. It's that simple. Mm. A higher charge includes insurance. But, you know, you can buy a really nice electric scooter for $1,500 and drive it around. But, you know, the problem is, is insurance. You're, you're either not insured to crash into someone else or you're not insured because somebody else has crashed into you. So by these hire companies coming out in London and Leicester and Lincoln and all sorts of cities... 15 quid. I, I take it you an can't buy insurance, insurance for them the way, the way one does for a car. What, what? Well, no, you can't because they're actually illegal. Once they become legal, there, there will be a licensing. You know, the problem is, is that there's no number plate or there's no self identification. So, how do you know that a person is insured? You know, we have massive um, non insurance in this country. A, a few years ago, we, we my wife had a head on collision with somebody and they were an illegal immigrant, and they weren't insured. So, you know, what do you do? And they've been here for 10 years. So there's always a problem with insurance, but the, the, the thing is with any vehicle that goes over 20 miles an hour or 15, 20 miles an hour, including cyclists, they're not insured. You know, these scooters aren't insured. I don't know a cyclist that is ins that has got any kind of insurance for riding a bike on the road. Do you, you know, if, do you, if anybody here ride a push bike, my, my push bike isn't insured. For me, riding on the road. Uh, right. So, have uh, have you got anything you want to recommend to the listeners of yours? Yes. So, um, I know a lot of us uh, already use U uh, Image Optimizer, um, and uh, right now it is on a lifetime deal on AppSumo. So, I've sent the link for that. Get on it quickly. 
All right. Well, great. Thanks. Put that well, that, that surprised me because I know um, I know the developer of that and. Um, Put that in Slack, Kevin, can you? So surprises me that that's gone on AppSumo. I'm 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 stunned. It's like Vito putting Atarim on that's weird. Weird. Well, I think Vito can change his views quite va- rapidly. That's why I love him. Uh, um, so, Sally, um, got anything you want to recommend? Uh, yes, actually, uh, these last couple of days, particularly, uh, there are two things that I have been using. Um, uh, in combination, although yeah, either of them on its own is, is useful. One of them is um, Gigapixel AI uh, from Topaz Labs. Uh, enhance your image detail and resolution by 600%. Uh, if you are somebody who builds client websites, you may deal with the fact that they send you these really terrible, uh, small, low-quality product images, and you're like, can you get me a better image? No. <laughs> so uh, 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 this is amazing for actually taking that tiny image and enlarging it to be the size that you need for it to be a, a featured image. It does it. It does an amazing job. Wow. Uh, and they, the other one is uh, Clipping Magic, uh, which is a, a background removal tool. There are yeah, several I'll different use. ones, but I've uh, but uh, I, I liked this one enough to to give them some money. Um, it's really good, isn't it? I use yeah. the Canva one because I've got a pro Canva account. Yeah. I, I love the Canva clipping situation, but yeah. clipping magic, I will have a look at that. Yeah, it's really, that. really, Sally's got a couple really great. That's really good, what Sally, that. Both yeah, of them. Giga, um, Giga Pixel looks amazing. So, yeah, so, a whole suite of things, but the, the enlarger was the one that I especially needed. Yeah. Um, so, Vito, uh, anything you want to recommend to the WP Tonic tribe? Yes. So uh, instead of recommending one thing, I'm going to recommend 10 in one go. Uh, and uh, basically we have, uh, uh, we celebrated our second uh, anniversary uh, um, a couple of weeks ago. And as part of this, we partnered up with a bunch of awesome companies in the WordPress space. Uh, no affiliate links, no, no, nothing of, uh, you know, to continue our conversation, but just to kind of uh, give a suite of tools for agencies and freelancers that are just awesome. Uh, all bundled up into, um, uh, and that is included with a $1 uh, free or kind of a free trial for the first 30 days. $1 and you get 20 websites for a year for from WPMU Dev. Um, uh, you get uh, four months for free on my web audit that I talked about before. 50% on Spotlight, which is an Instagram feed thing. Uh, care plan training uh, from Christina Romero for uh, for $25 instead of one, $100, uh, Termageddon are giving away two free sets of, of privacy policies. And the list goes on and on. There's 10 of them. And this is just month one. Uh, uh, next month is, uh, uh, we already have next month with Kim Doyle, WS Forms that Andrew recommended that just sent off the, the coupon, which is amazing. Uh, I can't say what it is yet but oh, how, uh, how is Kim uh, I understand she's sunning herself in Puerto Rico yes I had a call with her just the other day she's awesome the uh, yeah we have, to, we have to have her I have to do outreach and have her come back on the round table show I haven't spoken awesome. to her in years but thanks for that make sure the link's in Slack Vito um, can I ask you to drop this in Slack? Copy it from the side here. Someone if has Slack. Yes, can, can you do that for me, Spencer? Can you bind that into Slack for me? 
Uh, um, I'm on so, my, I don't have my laptop today, so I, oh, well, I'll, I'll do it. I'll oh, do, you it. do it. You thank do you, Sam. Thank you. Thank you. I can, I can uh, copy to the Slack. Sorry, I yeah, thought right. you meant on the uh, Streamyard. Sorry, no, sorry about that. Uh, um, so, panel, thank you. Um, before we, I um, asked the panel to um, say how people can reach them and find out more. I just got two little favours to ask the tribe. Uh, number one, please join the Facebook group. Uh, Andrew and some of the other um, panel are going to be really helping me and we're going to be expanding the the um, WP Tonic Facebook group. Yeah, um, but it's not called that. Tell them what it's called. Well, you tell them. You go on. I can't remember. No, I can't remember either. Uh, um, so we're going to have to do something about that, aren't we? That's a problem, isn't it? Uh, um, and secondly, can you leave a review on um, iTunes? I've made up, we've kissed and made up me, me and Apple and iTunes. I spoke to somebody a bit senior that actually seemed to know what they were talking about. And um, they were um, a very nice lady and they were very helpful. And uh, I've resolved some of my ongoing problems with iTunes. But please leave a review with them um, at, at iTunes. It really does help the show. So, panel, Angie, starting with Angie, what's the best way for people to find out more about you and what you're up to, Angie? Well, I'm an admin on the uh, WordPress membership <laughs> mastermind. So there, along with Spencer and you. So that's good. You can always find me there. WordPress membership me. pros. Yeah, my website membership pros, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, we're going to have to, we're, we're gonna have we're to change, change the we're name. Have to, we're going to have to change time. the name of that, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you can find me at Gridpain, and you can find me at thisisandrewpalmer.com, and that kind of tells you everything I'm up to, including the updating of the 17 plugins that needed updating for the Divi Visual Builder, which we've just finished one and a half months after I'm taking just gonna, over. I'm just going to, you know what I'm going to call it? I'm just going to call it the WP Tribe. Uh, um, Spencer, what's the, what's the best way for people to... He's shaking his head. He can't. Re- he just can't. The madness of my mind. He, he just can't. He just can't. Call it. Be done with it. Don't yeah, go on. Uh, yeah, good. Um, uh, you can find me. John always used to call us the posse. Right, the posse. The, the, the tribe. The you can you can find me visiting the East Bay WordPress user group and or helping Jonathan buy an a car in San Francisco this weekend. Uh, otherwise, well, I'll mean, tell you, trying to negotiate with a car dealership, talk about a painful... You have to go uh, all the way from Nevada to San Francisco for that? It's a very special car. It's a oh, sports... Yeah. It's a red sports car. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> well, they sold the red one, even though I left a deposit. Uh, that that conversation went down like a bucket of sick. Would you would you buy that car if you knew <laughs> that that car could only drive backwards on the highway? <laughs> I lost that, but uh, they got a, got another one, a blue one. Um, I don't even know if it's. I've left another deposit, but who knows? I'm reading them up today to find out if they. Uh, yes, sold. it's going to be pretty unhappy if you come down all the way down to San Francisco and they don't have the car. They've sold it again, you know. But the, what great people to do business with, you know. Just uh, what a lovely experience it's been. Uh, um, like I say, I'd rather go to a dentist and have a root canal. Uh, um, so, Heather, Heather, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? So, you can find me on uh, the web at Heatheriel everywhere. So, uh, all the all the socials and on the website. 
That's great. Thanks, Heather. And Vito, how can people find out more about you? What are you up to? Uh, go check out atarim.io, and there you can also find this uh, awesome offer that I mentioned. And if you want to reach out to me on Twitter, Vito Peleg. And I think it's a great idea that you're doing that. Um, I, I really think it's an excellent idea, Vito. Thank you. So, Sally, um, how can people find out more about you and your views and what you're up to, basically? Uh, you can find me at WPFangirl.com and I am at Sally Getch on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, thank you so much, panel. I know it's holiday weekend. I think it's been a great show. Thanks to some of the listeners, Stephanie, you know Mark, we, you, Mark, you know, Danielle, that left comments. Much appreciated. And you know sorry, what we Andrew. this weekend in the UK? No, I have no idea. We now. dodged the bullet. <laughs> I, I recommend anybody in the UK can watch Russell Crowe in Master and Commander, which I saw on Netflix or something popped up. A great movie, yes. but definitely, uh, you know, British had a lot of victories over the French. They can talk about. Oh, we love, we all love, Americans we love voting over the British right now. We love kicking the shit out the French. You know, bless them. I love the French though. Uh, um, you know, but it's just a national tradition. to Kick the shit out of them. So there we go. Uh, um, we stack it into well, some of my worst. Um, um, what are they called? Um, I forgot the name. People that follow you on social media to make Follow your life bun followers. No, the people that complain all the time oh, and trolls. 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 Some. Um, some of the worst trolls I ever had have been French people. Actually, I don't know why, but there we go. Gee, I wonder. Yeah, yeah. imagine. Uh, um, <laughs> So um, we'll see you next week. Jonathan, I'll call you when I get to the airport so you can come pick me up. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week. 